Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. You're probably like most salon owners, you want to make more money, but you feel that you've tried everything. Besides, the market is saturated. And let's face it, people are just not spending money right now. You've got a beautiful space, great stylists, good therapists, an incredible service offering. If only people would book in. Well, what if I told you that you could make a lot more money off the clients that you already have? And no, I'm not talking about putting your prices up. Although, when was the last time you did that? Hmm. I'm talking about leveling up your clients so that they get the most out of their time in the salon. They get what they wanted, they get what they needed, but ultimately they get what they didn't even know that they always wanted and ultimately spending more money while they're in the salon. In this episode of the Salon Owners Collective podcast, I'm going to reveal the six ways to get more money out of the clients you already have, increase your average client spend by 10, 20, even 30% just by implementing a few simple but effective systems and processes. Sound good? Let's jump into the episode. There are only three ways to make money in your salon. There's only three ways to grow your business. So let's talk about what those three things are. Well, first of all, to have more clients than you have already. That's the first way to make make more money is have more clients, Uh, which is great and I love that but it does take more time. So the second way is to make sure that the clients that you do have or any new clients that you have spend more each visit, increasing your average client spend. More clients spending more equals more. And so the third way to turn that income generating activity into exponential growth is to make sure that your clients come back and come back more often. So first of all, we need to make sure that they come back, right? They need to have a good experience. Uh, And if they have a good experience, they will spend more and we need to make sure that they actually want to come back and see us and bring them back more often. So this is how we get exponential growth. So let's just break this down a little bit for a quick example. And then let's talk about how we can put some of these strategies into place. But you've got to have the maths first. You've got to have the understanding. So let's take more clients. Let's just start with a simple formula that you have one stylist or therapist who over a six-week period sees around 100 clients. And uh, each client is spending around $100. I'm keeping the math super simple here. So in uh, six weeks, 100 clients spend $100. It's $10,000, right? Pretty easy. And let's say that uh, in your salon, clients come anywhere between five to seven times a year. So let's do the math on five times a year. 100 clients spending $100 comes five times a year. That stylist or therapist would be creating $50,000 a year for your business. Great. Good. We're off to the good start. Uh, What would happen if we just change some of those numbers? Let's say we bring in... Uh, 20 more clients every six weeks. 
and we bring in uh, now 100, that stylist or therapist is now doing 120 clients in that period, and she's encouraged them to have a few upgrades and a few different services, and now they're spending $120, and she was super smart, and she suggested that they come in now uh, more regularly, and she got one extra visit in a year. What's happened to our $50,000? Just by her, uh, you bringing in her 20 more clients, for her upgrading some of those clients that they spend $20 more each, and that they come back just one week earlier each, and they come back six times. That $50,000 now has turned into $86,400. Is that worthwhile, do you think, to bring in a few more clients, teach you how to upgrade, and teach you how to rebook and bring clients back earlier? Right? Pretty easy. Well, what happens if we exponentially grow that now when we don't just have one stylist, we have three? So we have three stylists doing 300 clients, and those... Um, three stylists doing 300 clients all managed to upgrade to $120 each. And we managed to get them to come every five or six weeks, not seven or eight, nine weeks. And they visit seven times a year. Now that's turned into $252,000. So this is the, where the magic is, right? We've got to know the math to know how to make it happen. So how do we actually pull those things together? Well, the first thing we need to think about is the systems and processes that we put in place to attract more clients, uh, get our clients to spend more and make sure that they come more often. So our systems and processes need to be driven towards those three key main activities. And of course, the other thing we need to think about is what are our team doing? We can't do this without, without making changes in behavior for our team. Now, uh, we've chosen a business model that is human driven. The business model is selling the times of the humans inside of our business. We're not selling shoes, we're not selling clothes, we're not selling drink bottles on Amazon, we're selling the hours of our team. So our team become pivotal in, in this. The team need to learn the systems and, systems and processes to accept more clients, to know how to get, our, uh, to, to get our clients to spend more and how to bring them back more often. Okay, is that making sense? So now let's talk about, today we're not talking about how to bring more clients in. Today we are talking about how to get them to spend more and come back more often, right? Ways to make money from the clients you already have. So I thought that was a good focus for the day. All right, are you ready to dive in? So I'm going to talk about the six ways to make money from the clients you already have um, so you can put the systems and processes into place, you create them, and then you manage the process and the team follow the process that you put into place, right? The team needs to implement it. And the key word here is consistently. All right, let's talk about number one. Well, the number one actually I decided was super easy. Put your prices up. <laughs> okay, I know it's easy and I know it's obvious, but do you know what? People don't do this enough. Too many owners I see and talk to don't have a regular timeline or system or process to do this on a regular basis. Should be annual at minimum and not just put, put your haircut up by $3, please. <laughs> Look, honestly, like inflation is 2 or 3% per annum. And so you need to put your prices up more than that. If you just put it up at 2 or 3% per annum, you're just staying the same. So you need to top that number, which means at least 4% increase per annum, which is really only increasing 1%. It's pretty miserable, right? 
how long does it take to double, if you put your prices up um, 1%, how many years does it take for you to double your business? It's not 100 years. It's not quite, it's not quite that long, but it's a long time, right? So sometimes you need to just be a little bit more brave. And uh, for some of you, it's been a long time. You might need to get, you know, to get back in the game, you might need to put it up as high as 10%. In any case, it needs to be on your annual calendar. Put your prices up regularly. Okay, so that was an easy one, right? Maybe easier for some than for others, but it's important, which is why it's number one. All right, let's talk about the next one, package your expertise. So let's, let's think about it this way. How does a new client choose you over all the other salons in your local area? Now, when I did my apprenticeship, there were seven salons in the, in the cross section, uh, in the crossroads. You know, there was a four, uh, two roads that crossed. <laughs> I don't know why that's so difficult to tell you. Um, and in those roads that came off that T-zone intersection, there were seven salons right on their corner block. I mean, crazy stuff. So how did the clients in that local area decide to come to us over anybody else? So that's the first thing. And then the second thing is how easy do we make it for clients to choose what are they going to have with us? And particularly if they're new, uh, that's really challenging. If they're an existing client, we want to make it super easy for clients to confidently know what to have. Like gone are the days of what are we doing today? This is not a way to retain and grow a clientele. So let's talk about packages. Why do packages and combos work in the marketplace? Well, we know there are some pretty uh, massive brands that do this and started this strategy out there in the world. And I hate to liken hair and beauty to McDonald's because there is no comparison, don't get me wrong. But they started something that the rest of the world uh, has caught on to and consumers are used to buying things that are packaged and comboed uh, and grouped together so they don't have to think. I know that sounds really left field, but if you listen to some of my previous podcasts, I've talked about this. People don't have the time and the energy to think about what they need. They need you to solve it for them. Tell them what they need and how they should have it and what combination of things go together. People don't have time to think in the, in the current environment and they want you to do that. Now, also when you do that, you establish your expertise by saying, we've put the stake in the ground and we're telling you what you need to make your hair look beautiful. You step into uh, a place of authority and people are more likely uh, to follow suit. It also gives a really clear tools and strategies for your team to use. They don't have to think and make things bespoke every five minutes. They can just take your signature office or your signature services, your expertise services that you are known for in the marketplace. And when you bundle them together and call them a package, uh, now I'm, I'm not saying that you need to uh, discount them just because they're called a package does not mean they need to be discount. They need to be bundled together so they go together and people can buy them as a collection. Collection might be another, a, a more elegant word. Actually, we used to call them collections in our salon. We would do color collections on a regular basis. Um, and we would package the services together wrapped around a, a fashion look or design. And you can do that whether that's hair, makeup, uh, or skin. All right, so packaging your expertise with signature offers, uh, signature expertise bundles or collections. 
Uh, don't forget prepaid bundles. You can bundle things to, you can bundle anything together, just like you bundle your, uh, a retail collection. Um, you might have a, a retail collection that is a shampoo, conditioner and styling product and you, you know, look to the, look to the experts in the marketplace. Your product companies are already doing this, right? And so why can't we do this with our services? So prepaid bundles, people can pay for things in advance if you bundle them together. I tell you, uh, when twice I did uh, massive renovations, once actually we re relocated and once we did a big renovation in the salon, and we funded those renovations by prepaid bundles. We bundled things together and we sold them to our clients so we got a big influx of cash that I could use to do the things that I needed to do. It's a, it's a great strategy. I already kind of talked about seasonal collections uh, and putting together, whether it's seasonal or fashion or just a, a problem focus that you collect together and sell and bundle uh, to your clients. I'll tell you what, clients eat it for breakfast. There's always going to be the outlier clients who just have the same as usual. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about creating some energy within your business um, for those clients that are otherwise you know, maybe your CMB clients are need to be upgraded to A clients, right? Now, when you're putting together and you're packaging your expertise and selling your packages, uh, I always took this approach like, don't rely on your humans. Don't worry, I loved my team. They were amazing. Um, but I also learned that I couldn't rely on them all of the time. They were humans and humans are not flawless. They're not faultless. They're just humans, right? And we all have bad days. I had this gorgeous girl who worked for me who every time she broke up with her boyfriend, her sales would plummet. And she was terrible for about three weeks until they got back together again. <laughs> it was this sort of ongoing cycle of her breaking up. She eventually broke up with him forever. And um, then the next problem is that she was partying in town, you know, as they do. You know the story. I know you've had this <laughs> experience before. But I realized that I couldn't rely on the ups and downs and the tribulations of my team. I needed to take control of my messaging within my salon and create a, a messaging rhythm that could communicate with my clients outside of just relying on my team. Don't get me wrong, I educated them, we had morning huddles, we did all the things to make sure that they were fully educated on the language to use, how to talk to a client, what the, the special or the deal of the package or the whatever was going on was, but the delivery rate was not 100%. If you think about you send an email out to your email database, do you send 100 emails? Do 100 get opened? Absolutely not. It's got about a 33% open rate. Well, when I delivered something to my team, well, their open rate, opening their mouth and talking to the client, was probably about 80%. So I had to backfill the other 20% for when 20% were not perfect. And so I had a messaging rhythm that meant that physically within my salon or even between appointment visits, I was communicating with my database on a regular basis, letting them know what was going on to make sure that I got all of the clients who fell between the cracks of the humans. Is that making sense? Okay, let's talk about number three, the client experience. Now, this is no surprise to you. How do we make more, client, more money out of the clients that we already have? We give them an amazing experience. So it's no surprise that this one is on here, but I want to talk about specifically. Hey, because are you loving this episode so far? Oh, by the way, it's Greta here, Salon Mastery Success Coach at Salon Owners Collective. So I wanted to pop in and ask you something. Do you ever feel like you are winging it when it comes to your business? You started your own business so that you could live the life you wanted with freedom that you wanted 
earn great money and be a leader. But the reality is the amount of effort you're putting in isn't giving you an equal reward. You're exhausted and you don't know what to do about it. No matter what you do, you just can't seem to get ahead. You see other people winning and seeing success, but how come it doesn't work for you? You wish you had a clear laid out plan, something to guide you in the right direction or help you with what to do next. What can you do that actually works? In reality, many salon owners feel this way. You aren't alone. If you are nodding your head as you listen to this, then you need the Salon Mastery proven nine part plan to grow your salon. That's right, no more winging it. The Salon Mastery nine part plan has given hundreds of salon owners a plan to grow, build a rockstar team, attract dream clients, and become a salon CEO. Our plan will work for you too. To uncover the nine part proven plan, just click the apply now link in the show notes of this episode. Okay, now back to the episode. Client experience is the one thing that will make or break your client visit. And so your systems around this and processes around this need to be super strong. And it's not just what your team do, like pulling out the chair and giving a beautiful coffee or a hand massage or whatever, but the process that make uh, clients seen and heard and taken on a personal journey that truly delivers results, right? Because the, the results is what they will talk about over the wine, over a wine with their friends or at the schoolyard. So I want to encourage you to create systems that develop the client journey with you, like through an intentional experience. So for example, um, your top 100 client star program, like developing your top 100 clients and really taking them on a journey um, because you can with your top 100 or really developing your new client journey and having a dedicated journey specifically for them and actually having a set of standards for your team to follow. We call it a 10 out of 10, um, 10 out of 10 client salon experience journey. So your team know what does the journey look like? What is a 10 out of 10? How do they get 10 ticks to do those 10 things to make sure that the client has the same experience every single time because consistency is what will build your brand. Uh, so we talked a little bit about uh, in-salon messaging as part of the um, client experience, of course, not relying on your humans. Um, and then the other one to think about is loyalty reward points. And I love this loyalty reward program because it future, for me, it future-proofed my clientele when, uh, when we had change within our team and change within your team is inevitable. The one thing that is that you can be sure of is you will be the last man standing. Your team will come and will go over the years and you need to be able to future-proof against this. Gone are the days that we can say, I need to build my perfect team uh, so they can deliver. No, you need to be stronger than your team. Your business needs to be stand on its own, be stronger than your team because people will come and go, even the best ones. They have babies, they travel, they move, they die, all these things happen, right? Hopefully not that one. <laughs> um, but you need to have... Uh, some systems that are going to future-proof you and loyalty uh, rewards is definitely one of those. It saved me when I had 14 babies over four years, for sure. All right. Are you ready for the next one? The next, so we've talked about putting your prices up. We've talked about packaging your expertise um, and getting the extra spend out of the client because you're leading them to have all of the things. We've talked about the client experience. 
and how we can, with intention, develop the client journey, not just the in-salon journey, but actually their results, whether that's hair or whether that's skin, that you're developing them into, you know, potentially even from a C to a B to an A grade client. So let's talk about the next one, which is consultations that convert. Now, this is really where the magic happens, but you need a process to do it. Your team need uh, you to guide them through the process. Like what makes the perfect consultation, not just a great experience, but one that actually converts the client into having the services or even just out of what are you away from what are you having today or you're booked in for this into actually what the client could possibly want, could have, should have, would have. If we really gave her the time of day to talk about what, how could she look and feel her absolute best? And that process needs to be perfected and perfected and perfected until it works. And if your team aren't performing like sales wise or clients, you know, retention wise, then they just haven't perfected the process to give the clients what they want and what they need, just not what they were booked in for today. So they need a step-by-step -step process, a process that consistently gets clients what they want and no, you know, ditch the old, so what are we doing today? How would you like it today? actually take control and lead the client towards what they want, what they need and what they should have to look and feel amazing. And really a system and some tools for your team on how to upgrade. Like you need to provide them with the tools and teach them how to upgrade the client. For example, like uh, an upgrade menu. Maybe there's a menu of all the things that are possible to uh, upgrade to, from what service to what, and train them on the phrases that actually sell. What are the phrases that you can use that actually work inside of your business to actually get the upgrade or to take the client on a journey from whether it's from acne skin to clear skin, or maybe the journey is from black to blonde, God forbid, um, or the journey is from curly to straight. Whatever that journey is for the client, the result that the client wants, we need to give the tools to our team to know how to ask the questions and the phrases that are going to give the client that they want right? Because after all, at the end of the day, we are salespeople. We think that we're in the service industry. We think that we're in the creative industry, if you're the, a hair person. Uh, and you are, but you're actually also a salesperson, right? Because sales pay the bills and the bills pay the wages and the bills pay the rent. So we are salespeople. And um, salespeople need to help. The purpose of a salesperson is to help the customer get what they want and what they need not just to give them what they booked in for. So I believe that your role as the CEO is to give them the tools to help them cross-sell services, for example. Um, do you know, and develop a real program for each individual client over the next 12 months to take them where they need to go. Clients leave when they can't see a future with you, when they don't know what's coming next and there's no future. We need to, we need to give clients a journey in the future. Um, it can't just be all about what are we doing today. Okay, that's consultations that convert. Let's talk a little bit about making sure that our clients return. This is super important. Um, so we've talked about putting prices up. Second of all, we talked about packaging your expertise. We talked thirdly about the client experience. We talked about uh, consultations that convert. And number five is making sure that our clients return. So first of all, we need to have a strategy or a, a system or a process to uh, 
help them help your team rebook the client before they leave our clients need to ideally rebook before we leave to ensure that they come back more often from five times a year to seven times a year for example and if we don't have a clientele that rebooks because this is the changing environment that we're at that we're in if you've got a young millennial uh socially digital clientele they don't want to rebook so we need some strategies that are going to help us stay top of mind so the client comes back to you and not somebody else because here's the thing you think about your business every single waking minute of the day do you not i do <laughs> but your clients do not they think about us maybe once every five or six weeks and maybe once or twice in the middle of that when their hair goes wrong in the mirror or their skin's looking crap today right you are not the apple of her eye sorry to tell you you <laughs> um okay so there are some there are some clients that you know absolutely adore you but they're not the norm right they're not the majority so we need to stay top of mind uh on the regular so clients come back on the regular if we are top of mind they're more likely to ensure that they come back to us and not somebody else so we need a communication rhythm you, uh, starting by using the database that we already have and if you're smart when clients are coming in you're effectively uh, collecting their, da their data and their detail I know data and databases and details sound really boring but it's super important right and we need to use all modes of communication to communicate with them regularly and I like systems and processes to be on a rhythm because how do I do things consistently how do I make sure that my business shows up for my clients on a consistent basis. I use a communication rhythm so I know exactly what's happening, when it's happening, and so do my team, and we know what the output is on a regular basis, whether it's sending emails, sending an SMS, sending a messenger message, maybe it's social connection, using um, targeted Facebook and Instagram messaging to make sure it actually gets in front of people, or even simple phone calls. Whatever is on your communication rhythm, and ideally in a perfect world, when you've been doing it for a while, it's all of those things. But even if you start with one, you need to put into a rhythm. There's no point doing something once and hoping it works and then never remembering to do it again. Clients need the regular uh, communication so your brand stays on top of mind and not somebody else who's better at their communication. Okay. And I think the other thing that we need to think about when we're making sure that clients return is we need to have a good system and process around capturing compliments and complaints. Because, well, one, we need to capture compliments so we can show other people and attract more clients. It's really, I think it's a more of a attraction strategy. But managing complaints beautifully is a make or break because we're humans, shit will go wrong sometimes. Uh, that's like... It's a no-brainer. It is, it is worthwhile to try and create systems and processes in place so you don't get the complaints. But I think the reality is you're going to get complaints. So we need to be prepared for it and be offensive with it, not defensive and go, no, I'm so upset we got a complaint. Well, the reality is you'll get complaints. So create a beautiful system and process around capturing those complaints and dealing with it in a beautiful way. Now, when I say a beautiful way, like I think a complaining client is an opportunity to turn that client and give them a wow experience blow their socks off and turn them into true advocates because if you can turn someone around from being uh, upset about something and wow them and, and make the experience so amazing unexpectedly that you'll bowl, bowl them over do you know they actually become more committed to your brand than before just because of the way you dealt with it so i want you to think about that what are the important things to make sure that clients return? Ensure you have a rebooking strategy, 
lock them in when you can. Make sure you have a, a stay top of mind strategy by creating a communication rhythm for clients in between their visits and capturing compliments and complaints. Okay, let's talk about number six. This is my favorite morning huddles. This is one that you run with your team to get the results from your clients, right? And morning huddles. Now I know lots of people go, oh, but I don't do morning huddles and my team's never together. I can't do them. I wouldn't know what to say in them. <laughs> it's, it's fine, but you need to do them. Um, and you need to work out how to do them. Let's think about it this way. Why are they so important? Well, let's first start with what's the power of doing them? What, what could, what could, should, would, would, what, what could, should, would come of doing them. Let's talk about Sky for a moment. Hope you don't mind me talking about your Sky, but um, you just blow my socks off. At this time when I'm recording it, Sky has a 10-week-old baby, and she implemented morning huddles uh, about the time that her baby was born. And in the next six leading weeks, she turned her sales around and increased her weekly sales by $5,000 a week. She's got five stylists, $5,000 a week just by implementing the morning huddles. So let's talk about, let's, let's think about it this way. The, uh, what's a professional sports team? Maybe the All Blacks. <laughs> um, maybe think of wherever you are in the world. What's your local professional sports team? Now, does the professional sports team meet once a week? Or do they meet maybe once a month? Do they get together and have a conversation and talk strategy and have a little rah-rah and then go, okay, great. Uh, we've got four games coming up this month. Uh, let's go and smash it, guys. Okay, good. And they will give each other a high five and walk off and then just show up on Saturdays. No, they don't. <laughs> professional sports teams get together every single day in their practice. And when they practice, they have a little huddle together. They come together and they huddle around a, a board usually and they draw out the strategy of where they're going to run and what the play of the day is and what reps they're going to practice. They come together and they strategize and they talk about how they are going to approach the game that's in front of them. And then, then they have a plan. Everybody knows what they're doing. Everybody uh, knows what their role is and they can step out and they set themselves up for success. So morning huddles are designed to pull your professional team together, create a plan for the day that's in front of you, putting some winning strategies into place, getting clear on your sales focus, getting clear on your client service delivery strategies, who are your uh, great clients for uh, coming in this, this day, this week, what do we need to do with them and creating a plan for the day. It's super powerful. And I really encourage you to start doing morning huddles. All right, I feel like we've talked about a lot. There's a lot to take in there. And I feel like there's enough of fresh ideas for all in one day. Um, so my challenge to you now is to choose one, one thing of all the things that I've talked about and put that into action over the next 10 to 30 days. Now, why do I say one? I've given you six things and within those things, there are some other things. There's a lot of things in there, right? But research shows that if you try to attack too many things at once, you'll step into overwhelm and in fact, you'll get less done. So choose one, do it, do it well, do it properly, do it to completion before you pick up the next. Now, this is exactly how I help salon owners. So they make more money while working less and feeling less stressed. Like Sophie, 
who increased her average client spend in July, which was last month, by 24%. Like that's, that's huge, right? And Anna, who also increased her pre-booking, her rebooking rate by 49%. And Emma, actually, who increased her new client rebooking. It grew by 48%. Now, the industry average is 33% for new clients to rebook. So to have a 48% growth just for new client rebooking is massive. I've already told you about Sky, who increased her sales uh, by 5K a week just by implementing that one, one strategy. So I want to kind of share with you, I guess it's not about the hours that you put in. It's about what you choose to focus on and choosing to focus on the things that move the needle. So over the next month, I want to work with five salon owners who want to work less while increasing their income. Not to sit on the beach, not working less to sit on the beach necessarily, although that's nice too, but maybe not in the next month. <laughs> um, but that you want to reinvest that time and work on the right things and build your business that you can grow fast, but without compromising your insanity, because I think that's really, really important. So I hope that was super helpful. Remember to focus on just one of those six things at a time and do it really well. I do have additional tips and a few ideas, 10 quick and simple tricks that you can implement straight away to fill white space and grow your salon fast. It's a resource. You can download it, take it to the computer, get to work. I'll leave the link to the download in the episode notes. All right. And if you're finding yourself in a rut and you want to grow, your revenue, your profit, but you don't know where to start, then reach out. I'd love to help. Let's chat and find out if Salon Mastery is a good fit for you. Look forward to connecting same time, same place on the podcast next week. Ciao for now. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the podcast. Tune in every week as I reveal the latest insights and advice on what it takes to truly master your inner salon CEO and master your salon success. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or Spotify or visit us online at www.salonownerscollective.com. But make sure to join me in my Facebook group for answers to common questions and much, much more. Thanks for listening and I look forward to tuning in with you again next week.